Hey, 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 big welcome back to the Dreamcast and happy 4th of July. It is Freedom Day and today you are in for a treat. Instead of our normal Dreamcast episodes where I'm interviewing or doing a solo episode about all things success, pivot points, like how to push through the hard stuff so you can get to the other side. Today, I'm going to introduce you to my newest podcast, Stop Suffering in Silence. I'm co-hosting this with my friend, Rachel. You may have heard Rachel's story a few episodes back. She was groomed at the age of nine from a school teacher and brought into the world of child pornography and human trafficking. She um, has been out for the past, uh, on her healing journey, I guess, for the past 10 years. And she has a lot to say, not only about chronic abuse, but also about the healing journey. And so we have, over the past year, been working together and it led to her taking 90 Day U-Turn, my 12-week community group course. And then we did a survivor cohort with the same content that's in 90 Day U-Turn. It's this, There's nothing different about it except for the fact that we have a foundational understanding that we've all been through this kind of hard stuff. And um, throughout the survivor cohort, we've just seen tremendous results with, because 90 Day U-Turn isn't geared towards trauma and talking about it. It's really geared towards what's next, which is why it's perfect for anybody who's looking to level up, anybody who's looking to break through their own personal glass ceiling, or maybe they're feeling stuck and they need some clarity. Um, anyway, we went through that. And, and one thing has led to another, and we thought, you know what? We've got a lot to say about this, about trauma, but also about healing. So without taking over the entire episode, I'm just going to um, jump right in to Stop Sis, the first episode. Three are launching today, and then we'll be launching one episode a week. And so we would so appreciate your support. You can listen to it here. Uh, I'll put it after the intro, or you can jump over to Stop Sis Podcast. All of that will be in the show notes below, and you can listen it directly there. For anybody who leaves a review in the first week, we are doing a giveaway. You will earn a Open Blind Eyes book, a Design Your Dream Life book, and a journal all sent free to you. Um, We'll do a drawing from all of those who leave a review on the podcast. We so appreciate it. And without further ado, here's episode one. Trauma. Everyone has it. No one talks about it. It seems easier to stay silent, ignore it, or stuff it than it does to honor it, learn from it, and finally heal. Trauma is debilitating. Yet so often we suffer in silence. Trauma is not meant to be battled alone, and we are no longer going to suffer in silence. Together we are creating a safe place to speak, to share our stories and grow our strength as we heal. Together we are giving a voice to those who have been silenced, bringing darkness into light and letting God use our stories. Today, we find ourselves again. We relight our spark and let it light up the world. Stop Sis is a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating on issues of trauma and trafficking, as well as the amazing power of the healing journey. Welcome to Stop Sis.
Hey, 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 you guys, welcome to episode one of the Stop Sis podcast. Stop Sis stands for Stop Suffering in Silence. And uh, today we really just want to spend some time introducing ourselves to you and sharing with you what the podcast is going to be about and what to expect in the coming weeks. I feel like there's a lot of cool things that happened to um, bring this to fruition. And so we want to share with you a bit about that backstory. Hold on. And the dogs keep opening the door. Um, so with me, I have Rachel Timothy. Rachel and I met about a year or so ago, and it's been a, a major God thing to see yeah. just what has transpired over that last year. So Rachel, why don't you introduce yourself a bit? Tell us a bit about who you are. And I guess let's start with how we, we met. Yeah. So Rachel Timothy, I'm a wife. I have four kids who are 11, eight, seven, and five, and they keep me very, very busy. But along with that, I am a survivor of sex trafficking. And so that's a a trauma that impacts me on a daily basis. Um, but I still have a life to live. I still need to function. And so intermingling all of that together has been a big part of my journey. And I'm just beyond ecstatic about a place to get to just brain dump all the things that God has given me because I've experienced things that people know nothing about. And I can't wait to just brain dump. Yeah, your first book called Open Blind Eyes did just that. Mm -hmm. like it opened blind eyes to a world of horrific trauma um, and and more. But so what I'm excited about is that this is a place where we get to talk about some of the hard stuff. You know, yeah. we get to talk about some of the things that you experienced and some traumas that other people have experienced, including addiction and domestic violence and you know, living in this crazy world, all of us experience shock, awe, and grief at some point. So we're going to weave in uh, discussions about that hard stuff, but we're also going to talk about the healing journey because I know that's really important to you too. Yeah, absolutely. Because we can't stay stuck in that awful hell. And that's where I was honestly, prior to meeting you. So really my story began when I was nine and it was just, I was groomed and tricked into um, a relationship with, with my coach, a teacher. He was an elder of a church and abuse happened. Um, pictures and videos were made by him. Um, I was sold to, to other men and it went on through my eighth grade year. But then as an adult, I started to fight for justice. And when I did is when it's like my whole world once again, fell apart and I wasn't safe and I was living in fight or flight all the time. And there were so many God moments that I couldn't have, I didn't know it was going on at the time, but he was moving mountains behind the scenes. And then people would enter my life at the exact right moment. And another little bit of healing would take place. And then another and another. And by the time I met you, I had done some healing. I wasn't quite as much in that dark pit anymore, but I still had a long way to go. Um, even with just believing in myself again. And that was one thing you taught me right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. 
So a little bit about my story. I was a clinical psychologist and I got into the world of clinical psychology because I had this belief in people like these, like I, I was a, working at camp with inner city foster kids and these kids came to camp with their head down and their guard up. And over the weeks together, I saw them truly start to blossom and to like let go of their guard and start to really shine. And I thought, these kids don't know how awesome they are. And it's my job to show them. <laughs> so I got into psychology because I thought this is the place where I can cast belief into people. And I really felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. And then I got my first job at a community mental health. And all of a sudden I'm overworked, underpaid, working with people that didn't really want help. And I got in this, like, this, this isn't it. This isn't what I quite signed up for. And because I knew what it was like to love what I was doing and have that spark, I went on and went to search for it again. You know, I'm like, I don't, what do I do? Do I live in this place that I don't really love, but I understand the paperwork? Or do I try to search again for that thing that like lights up my soul? And so I sought and I asked and I prayed and eventually I was led to a network marketing company. And I spent the last 15 years growing a network marketing team, which meant I got to use my skills in a completely different way, working with people that did want help and helping them to get, you know, over the comfort zone and learn new skills and grow their belief as they were growing their business. And what was really cool about that is I got to learn how to be an entrepreneur. I learned how to, I don't know, like start a podcast and run a business and have an email list and launch programs and all these things that I got to do on the back end. And I was at this place where we had hit the top of our company and I very quickly was like, all right, what's next? And I'm, I was sat there for a few years, like pivoting and, you know, again, kind of in that same place of, all right, I want my I'm ready for that next thing. And I got a random message from a, a guy I've never talked to before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he just said he knew about my, you know, history with clinical psychology. And he knew, I mean, he just had known of my story, I guess. And we had some mutual friends and he messaged me and he said, would you be interested in working with um, a trafficking survivor? And I said, yes. <laughs> Tell me more. And so we got on a call and he was just asking me questions and we were chit-chatting and I said, you know, I'm not licensed anymore, actually. Um, I let that go when our business was taking off, but here's what I can do. You know, I can work with healthy habits. I can, you know, um, you know, and less trauma focused work and more like what's next work. And right. that's really what my content has always been about, like designing your dream life, like, all right, what's next? And so when we got to talking again, it was that divine intervention of that's kind of where you were. You were ready for that because you had already gone through a lot of the trauma work with previous counselors and, um, you know, at an inpatient stay and you had done a lot of that hard stuff. It, yeah. You were ready to find yourself again. And that's what we got to do together. Yeah, but I was also at a point where I didn't even know if it was possible. And so I think you and I probably the first few months, it was even just, is there a possibility of me ever getting out of this funk? Because it was still overwhelming my life. Um, and I remember too, you thought, if I remember right, that I was going to be like, not who I am anyway, <laughs> not a mom of four kids. And 
yeah. with a bachelor's degree and you know people just don't think that's what a yeah no you're exactly right survivor looks like i i expected and again like no like i, mean, I feel stereotype saying this i know but <laughs> i expected i expected probably one of my old clients that was um you know from i mean i guess i worked in there's two there's two kind of things we think about we think of inner city mm-hmm. you know um living on the streets homeless addicted to drugs and then my old job was in the country and so i worked with a lot of a lot of country bumpkin kind of like trailer park um oh, yeah. clients and i had actually heard an interview where epstein was it was they were said that one of um Jerlaine Maxwell's jobs was to drive through trailer parks and find girls walking around mm-hmm. alone and say, Hey, do you want a job? And so I was kind of imagining an 18 year old who, you know, had just kind of come up from this rough life. And yet you were college educated. You came from a nuclear family and, um, and it really just wasn't what I expected at all. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was from a long line of suffering and silence, honestly, just still living my life. Nobody knowing the hell that was really going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And I think so many times we're, regardless of where we're at, um, our instinct is to shut down when suffering happens. And so one of the reasons why there's two like kind of catapults that said, all right, we got to get this out into the world. One was I was hosting a retreat um, months ago now, October. So like eight or nine months ago, and I had life happen in my home. And all of a sudden I went from a leader of this event to a participant, you know, and my, the people I was with saw me in tears and they, you know, they're like, we had no idea this was happening. And I said, that's what happens though, right? We all try to put ourselves back together and nobody really feels like they have a place to be authentic. And we were brainstorming around the fire and that's where Stopsis was born. Like we suffer in silence and there's very few places where we feel like we can be open and honest and raw and be accepted for it. And so that kind of catapulted the idea of creating a space to talk about hard things. Yeah. But you could have done like two or three different things. You could have taken that news and left and not told anybody what was going on, or you could have sat there silently feeling it and not letting anybody in, but because you verbalized it, something beautiful was born in the process. And just the fact that you were vulnerable, I think a lot of people are too scared to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there is this level of shame yes. or grief or guilt, or I should have, could have, would have been different, or this should have, could, you know, we have all of these expectations in our mind of the way things should be. And when they don't live up to that, we think there's something wrong with us. Yeah. It's like, you're filling your mind with all of those negative things. Anyway, if one more person adds to that, it, you fold. And so it's scary to say anything to anybody just in case they're not going to support you like you think they, like you need. Yeah. But you know what I found? Oh, it's just so fascinating. So my situation was that a family member was in a drunk driving accident 
and you know we were worried for their safety and for their health and um but it was not a surprise you know and so but when we when i started talking about that everyone in the circle had been connected to addiction at some point everyone in the circle had been impacted either themselves or a family member and it just opened up the space where like we all were able to be real and honest and talk about not just the hard stuff but also like how we worked through it and how we got through it and how we didn't have to stay there yeah and some of them I mean maybe had never walked through that before or ever thought somebody like you could be going through something like what they've gone through and being on that level ground, you just, you feel more valuable and like less shame. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and you know, again, there's just all these God moments. There was a lady there who had five years of sobriety and she told us all her story. And I mean, it was just so cool to hear from all different walks of life, but yet we're all like human. Yeah. Yeah. But we didn't have the idea of this yet. Right. <laughs> more to come. We were, we were brainstorming, like, how do we create a place to talk about hard stuff? And then like, would anybody come to something like that? Like, how do you market that? Like, come talk about the junk. <laughs> nice to yes, meet you. Exactly. Um, but what we did was we were, we were brainstorming ways to really impact other people that you had met as you started sharing your story. Um, again, just like my, in my case, when I shared mine, people were like, Oh, me too. When you started sharing yours, you were having people come up to you and sharing their stories. And so we thought, let's, um, daughter, I'm sorry, let's do a workshop or a program and invite other survivors to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so tell everyone a bit about 90 day U-turn and why we decided to create a survivor cohort. Yeah. So like you said, when I was speaking, then afterwards, that would always be the best part for me is the connections that I would make with other people. And most of the time they would kind of walk by me and they would give me a hug and whisper, you know, me too. And then they'd show up again another time and be like, nobody believed me either. And then through time, I got to know so many individuals who were hurting from something that happened 10, 12, 15 years ago. Um, They were past it, but yet they were still being held captive by it. And I could relate very much. Um, But then meeting you and we started talking about how there's just so many people like that out there. We talked about your 90 day U-turn and a 90 day U-turn and like a life coach and all those words typically get like the stereotype of, oh, you're just going to spend money. It's not really going to do anything. And honestly, I had some people who are kind of said that to me and then I did it. And I cannot tell you, I just did your regular 90 day U-turn and I cannot tell you like the exact moment when things clicked or what was the exercise that did it for me. But I think it was a gradual, cause it's a 12 week class. I think it was a gradual, um, progression of me believing in myself, of me changing my mindset and those neuropathways that had been trained since I was nine years old um, and habits and all these different things just began to move me in the right direction. And I was a different person. Like my coping skill had been an eating disorder all along and that got under control and I felt better. And um, 
so many different things were just going in the right path and I couldn't keep it quiet. And so I wanted to tell the whole world, you've got to do this program. But then there was a part two where because of my trauma in your 90 day U-turn, I wasn't able to completely open up with people because with trauma, you are afraid you're going to burden somebody or um, what if I tell them this and, you know, they don't understand trauma. And so it just, it's not something that I share with just anybody. And so you had the idea of doing maybe a trauma cohort. Yeah. Well, it was so cool again, cause this is not a trauma focused program, meaning we don't rehash it. We don't spend a ton of time talk. We want to relight your spark. And that's what you found is your spark was lit and you're like, oh my gosh, I have other interests. And I know when we first met, you didn't even know your favorite color. And now you're, you know, you're, you're starting to dream again. And it was so stinking cool. Yeah. And we thought, what if there was a survivor cohort that again, we're not talking about the trauma to her blue in the face. We're, right. we're creating new dreams. Yeah. And this doesn't re- replace counseling. Right. This is different. Right. And, but there's this foundation of understanding yeah. that if it comes up in conversation because of a question or because of like, we can talk about it and we all kind of get each other. Yeah. And when I went to an eating disorder facility back in 2017, this feels similar to that because the connections that are made between people who have a similar background of hurt, um, similar scars, it just forms a bond that you can't really explain. Um, and we have like a Facebook page where, I mean, seeing different posts and seeing different, um, encouragements to each other and seeing these girls cheer each other on, it is truly the most beautiful thing ever. It's life-giving. Yeah. It just, I mean, I just don't even know the words because I left our last meeting and I was like, gosh, dang it. This is the best. <laughs> I'm like, this is so much fun because it's so, um, it's like a firecracker, you know, like contagious when somebody's light is sparked and they're feeling that joy again and starting to do things that bring them joy mm-hmm. that overflows and it impacts everybody else. And so we're seeing such great results within the program with the survivor cohort. We're ending in a retreat in a few months. We're going to have, it's going to be like the icing on the cake. And one thing that was so special was that this gave you a safe place to also share what you've been learning on your journey, because you don't post on Facebook and you don't have a public Twitter and you don't really have a place to share. You can write and you can share it with me, but Mm -hmm. you don't have a place to get feedback or to really pour into this community on a consistent basis. And this group gave you a place to have a voice. Yes. And so you guys, Rachel would pop on and go live in the group and have like profound insights. And every time she spoke, I was like, this should be a podcast. Like we needed to keep talking about this. And it was so cool to see that grow over the past few months. And so because of that space of you being able to go live and share what you're learning and aha moments and even things from the past that has helped you, we thought, let's take this a step further and yes. give you a space where you can share not only the junk, because there's junk, and we are going to talk about some of the junk, the gaslighting, manipulation, um, you know, like how to keep your kids safe, how to recognize signs like grooming. There's a lot of junk that we'll talk about, but you also 
are living in a beautiful life right now and have yeah. gone through so much blessing. We want to share that too. Absolutely. And like, that's part of being vulnerable. If you don't get out the hard, yucky stuff, you don't have room for the good stuff. And so we, we will talk about the hard stuff because that's what's real. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, and we want people to not feel like they're the only one because you're not. It's everywhere at the pool today. I just get to talking to somebody and it's a vulnerable situation. And before I know it, I'm hearing her story and it's insane what she's been through. But you wouldn't know that. I mean, I'd been friends with her for a year. Um, but that's just people, they don't allow a space for you to be vulnerable. And that's what we need to get to that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so what light, what spark was lit for you being able to have that space to give back to the community like you have been over these past few months? Well, for me, when I first started your 90 day U-turn, I was just going to focus on the eating disorder and being a healthier version of me. And that came a lot quicker than I thought it was going to. Because once I got in that habit, then it opened up my mind to be thinking all sorts of other things and um, thinking about the possibility of, you know, writing another book. And since then I have, I mean, I'm in, I'm not, I'm almost done. Um, just thinking about speaking more and sharing my story and seeing if that's what God wants me to do. And an excitement just kept building up. And I was like, I don't know when you know, you're right where God wants you to be it's the best feeling in the world. And I have made a lot of people upset. Like there's not, not everybody is pleased with what I'm doing and what I'm sharing. You know, there's people who are going to choose to be silent no matter what, but God is calling me to use my voice. And every time that I do a peace washes over me, like, yes, thank you. This is what you were meant to do. And even though my story has a zillion awful, terrible things attached to it, I am getting to see the good things that are coming from it and the relationships that I'm making, the way that I understand trauma from being in it, I can understand to help somebody else in a way that somebody who learns about it in a book maybe couldn't. Um, so it's just open doors that not just helping people towards healing, but helping them get to the healer and having a relationship with Jesus. So it has been so dang cool. And it's been like months, not even that long. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the things we used to say is so much can happen in a year. <sighs> let it, if you open up your heart and you say yes, even if it doesn't make sense and we don't quite understand so much can change in a year. And we've really seen that. And yeah. I think one of the cool things is you're exactly right. One of I mean, there's so many cool things happening, but in 90 day U-turn, you are also, you're a participant, but you are also kind of a co-coach and you're able to offer feedback to others who are now going through it and share some of your experiences and your, I guess we'll say like wisdom because of what you've, um, you know, how you've been healing. Uh, but what I, but I find that the other girls get to do too. You know, it's really great for us to have a place to say, oh my gosh, this worked. Yeah. I need to try it. Or, oh my gosh. Yes. And, and not have to feel like you're alone, even in the healing journey. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, the world wants to act like that's not real pain. You know, if you're feeling it on the inside, that's not like a broken bone. You, you just need to, yes, it happened. Now move on. 
Well, trauma doesn't work that way. It changes you. It changes who you are and you can let it change you for good or you can stay in that dark pit. And so, yeah, it's empowering to see all of us changing together. Yeah. Cause you're right. You know, when we think of suffering in silence, we also, we don't want to heal in silence either. Like we're made for community. Yes. And to lock arms with people and to have a safe place that we, that we know, you know, I think that's a cool thing about an online program like this is we know we're not going to see each other in the grocery store. <laughs> like, yeah. not in my circle. I can kind of brain dump or, you know, share and just know that there's nobody you're going to tell because we're in different states and it creates this cool sense of honesty. Yeah. And that's great that it starts off that way because you open up more than you probably would with somebody you see at the grocery store. But by the end of it, you are bonded together in a sisterhood that is unbreakable. And that's why the retreat at the end is going to be amazing. I, yeah, agreed. Okay. <laughs> it's really going to be so special because even on the Zooms, we're like, oh my gosh, we need a hug, you know, <laughs> yes. and, and we're going to be able to do that full full force um, in the next few months at the retreat. So this podcast does a few things. We are going to have a topic each week where we talk about either something you've experienced or something, you know, trauma related. And then mm -hmm. we're also going to have a, you know, a, a step in the healing process each week where we say, you know what, when I'm feeling this way, this is what I do. That's helpful. Yeah. And again, this is not a replacement for counseling because everybody and their brother needs a place to process life. Right. But I know that sometimes counselors are only once a month, twice a month, once a week. And this is going to be something that can help fill in the gaps. Yeah. And not everybody's healing journey looks the same. I mean, what do they say? Like the healing journey looks, <laughs> you want it to look like this, but it's just not going to. And something that might work for me might not work for you but we're going to throw out lots of ideas and you're going to find what does work for you to help light that spark again, because your spark matters. Mm, absolutely. Okay. So I want to end with the in living in color uh, mm. story. Okay, cool. Because that was one thing that I think really 90 day U-turn kind of brought back. Like you've got your soul. I mean, it's like breathe life. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing that with these girls as well. It's been so stinking cool, but there's an analogy that we kind of came up with that will probably be its own podcast down the line, but I think it just is a great um, synopsis of what's happening here. Yeah. So I'm at your place for um, an event, went, which went amazing, by the way, it was a God moment for sure. Um but before the event, the night before, and I was hanging out with you all, you um, told us about this personality quiz that gives you a color. And we all took it and, um, you know, we kind of laughed about it and joked and everything. And then I went to bed that night and I couldn't shake the thought of, I mean, ironically, my color was yellow, <laughs> um, but I couldn't shake the thought of my color. And I got to wondering would my color have been different if the trauma hadn't happened? And then the more I thought, I was like, no, trauma took my color up completely away. It just turned everything black. And honestly, when you, I'm going to cry. When you think of the faces of those women, when they got on the 90 day U-turn that first day, I mean, no joy, like sunken in eyes, um, 
darkness. And then here we're halfway through and they're getting excited and they're sharing about how we had one girl who said, you know, everybody's talking doomsday. The world's going to end. Don't end because I'm just starting to live my life. It's like, yes, she's getting that color back. And so, you know, I was thinking trauma added black to my world, to my color, but to keep that blackness from staying, one of the things I did was a coping skill and everybody does it, you know, something to take that darkness, that pain away. Mine was an eating disorder. At one point it was cutting. And in my head, I was like, you know, that did take away the blackness, but it just washed me out white to where there was, there's still no life in me. It was maybe numbing the pain, but I still wasn't me. And it was when I got rid of that as well, that the color was really able to start coming through. And I think it's still coming. I don't think we're all the way full yellow yet. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a, there's a lot of life left. And I love that. She said, trauma turned my color and the color personality is really, we all are all of the count, but there's four main ones and it kind of highlights your dominant color, which is just a fun conversation, kind of like yeah. the Enneagram and all these personality tests. Um, but she said the trauma took my color away and gave me black and the coping skills, you know, lightened it up. Um, but 90 day U-turn gave me my color back. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we really want for all of, all of us is to yeah. be honest about the suck but also to walk together hand in hand through the healing so we can light that spark and feel that joy again. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, if you're in that dark pit right now and you're listening to this, I know I've been there and you're thinking, yeah, right. Good for her. That's not me. I'm telling you it is, it can be. And Denise has a wonderful program as well as just wonderful wisdom to help pull that color out. And I know it's in each and every one of you. In fact, we almost named the podcast live in color, but we were, I mean, stop suffering in silence and is amazing too. So, well, we were like in living color is a show. And I wonder if that'd be confusing <laughs> to people or will yeah. they want to see what it's about? Like, yeah. <laughs> We gave a lot of thought to this name, (laughs) (laughs) but yes. So here's what we know. We know that we are all created for such a time as this. And that, that spark, that little, like that, that voice inside will continue to guide us. We just get to clear away the cobweb so we can actually hear. And what we find is that the, the things that we, that bring us joy, the things that we're good at, the things that's not, that typically doesn't change. And we just get to uncover it again. Yeah. I was speaking this last Sunday. And one of the things I told the crowd was, is there something in you that needs a voice that's never had a voice? And I mean, you could see the emotion in the crowd and there were, it was an older generation. And I think, um, that generation was told to not share your pain. And so you could just see, you could almost see like a tear and then, nope, I'm not going to go there. And it's scary at times to actually let the tears fall because you, you don't know if you're going to be able to pick yourself back up again. So what would you say to somebody who is interested and maybe curious about this conversation? Um, but yet they're afraid to go there themselves. I wouldn't want them to ever go alone. That's the neat thing. 
and you wouldn't be the first and you won't be the last. Um, and once you get through it, there's something, it's like a good cry. You, you feel better afterwards. Um, it's not easy. It's not fun, but even biblically we're, we're told, like you see David in the Psalms, he gets angry. He lets out his heart of the pain that he's dealing with. But then in the very next Psalm, he's all, you know, praise God, joyful, everything. And that's the roller coaster ride of life. You go through difficult things, but if you continue to stuff it and then stuff another one and then stuff another one, you're going to be full of trauma and none of the good's going to be able to come in. And so it hurts. It sucks. Um, but it brings life and brings color. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, here's what I know. We don't have all the answers. We are saying yes to the next step. (laughs) We're excited. (laughs) And so the next step was to create this space for uh, Rachel to have a voice and to share her story and her healing journey and to also create the space for you. So we want to hear from you. Post in the comments, ask your questions, share what's worked for you. Like this is a community of all of us who are saying yes to that next step, yes to growth and yes to that thing that lights up our soul. And we don't need to have all the answers, which is the beautiful thing about taking that next step. We don't know where this will lead, um, but we're being obedient to, to that calling. And so Um, join us on the journey because you know, Hey, it's going to be a fun ride. Yes. Well, yes. (laughs) Trauma mixed in. (laughs) I know that is an injury. Yeah. It's going to (laughs) be, we are going to have fun, even if we're talking about. (laughs) Okay. So this reminds me, I have learned that one of my coping skills is to make a joke to wipe out like a difficult moment. And somebody told me, so for example, let's say somebody's sharing with me a difficult moment and I make a joke to try to lighten the mood, I'm stealing from them the chance to get to really feel what they need to feel in that moment. And I never realized that because I would get uncomfortable with their sad feelings. I'd make a joke and that has nothing to do with this podcast, but it, it opened my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's what is the word? That is the problem. There is like no good word for this (laughs) Ask Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. This is going to be, this is going to be a game changer. Like what yes. is the word? <laughs> oh, I like that game changer. But I think it's a conversation we all need to have. Yes. We all need to have a place where we can talk about the hard stuff. And then also a place where we can say, all right, what's next? Right. So let's end with a, a positive thing that has helped you in the past. What's something that you would say? is either a coping skill or an affirmation or something you've learned through the years that has helped you get through the day. So if somebody is having a hard day right now and they feel like they're in that pit, they could try it. Okay. So I would do um, some sort of a meditation or hypnosis or affirmation, something that you can put earphones in that is telling you positive truths because when you've been in trauma all day long, your brain is telling you those negative thoughts But when you purposefully put those positive truths into your brain, um, it changes you. You literally feel a difference and you don't think it will, but because of the way that our brain works, we are soaking that in, even our subconscious, and it changes things. And so my first recommendation is start with the things that you can control. You can listen to positive truths, 
and you'll start to see a difference. I, I promise you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll end with my favorite affirmation. And again, what we'll learn is that you don't need to see the fruit on the outside just yet to even start shifting on the inside because it almost always starts on the inside first. Then we start seeing evidence on the outside. And so my favorite affirmation is everything that can go right will go right today. Anything that can go right will go right today. And I can tell you, we use this affirmation at retreats when the lights go out and there's storming in the, in the hike day and like these things happen, but it always ends up working out better than expected. And so even when the lights go out and we have an activity that involves internet or you know, <laughs> there's storm on the hike and we're supposed to stop for lunch and like, you know, eat at the waterfall and we're not sure how all of that's going to happen we trust the process and it always works out always, mm-hmm. always. So my favorite affirmation is anything that can go right, will go right today. So no matter Love where it. you're at on your journey, put on some positivity, some music, some affirmations, um, and, and speak that life over yourself, because that is something that you can control and it will impact you if not immediately, um, soon. Yeah, because it maybe doesn't change the circumstances around you, but it helps you see what was there. And if you're only thinking negative, you're only going to see negative. So saying what she just said out loud will bring the positive to your eyesight. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for just saying yes to being a part of this podcast, for saying yes to 90 Day U-Turn, and then bringing in more people so we could truly continue to not only grow ourselves, but give back into the community. Um, So you guys ask questions, let us know what you're thinking, let us know what you've experienced or what you would like us to talk about. And um, we're going to show up each and every week with a topic of trauma and a topic of healing um, so we can all grow together. Awesome. Thanks so much. Suffering in silence. And we are going to heal in community. That's right. And I'm ready. (laughs) Have an awesome week, you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this powerful episode of Stop Suffering in Silence. If you are interested in booking Rachel to speak at your school, your church, or on your podcast, then please email openblindeyes at protonmail.com. If you are interested in sponsoring a survivor on their healing journey and would like to donate to Stop Sis, then please check out the link in the description box or show notes below, or you can email stopsis at protonmail.com. And finally, if you are currently suffering in silence or you know somebody who is, whether they're dealing with a current trauma or one from the past, then we will always recommend that you reach out to your local resources and find a counselor that you can trust because nobody is meant to suffer alone. Have an amazing week and thank you for being here.